spent more than 20 years in engineering and then suddenly decided to become a tech recruiter. But now he's here to give you insights on all things recruitment from an engineer's perspective. This is Dubel's Talks with your host, Mark Dubel. Hi there, and welcome to episode two of Doubles Talks. So, I hope you enjoyed the last episode where I introduced myself briefly and we discussed the first steps in working with a hiring manager, a hiring team, building that relationship, and eventually kicking off that rack, that new role. If you have any comments about that episode, just let me know in a review or reach out to me via markdobel.com or LinkedIn because your feedback really counts for me. For those listening in for the first time, do check out the last episode as we are kind of following up on that show. And for your information, you can subscribe via Podbean, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn and Spotify. Anyways, today we are talking about sourcing and a little bit about outreach. So why a little bit about outreach? Because outreach really deserves its own show and maybe even two. And I'll probably get some guests on board for that one as well. Why is very simple. Outreach is often done really bad. So we as recruiters can really learn on how to do that better. So here we go. Let's look at things differently or better said. Let's look at recruitment through the eyes of an engineer. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Before we get into the topic of the show, I wanted to share a pet peeve that I have, and that's hiring recruiters. So over the past years, I've been trying to hire recruiters or assist in that task, either as a recruiter, as an interviewer, as a lead, or even as a uh, manager on a technical side where I was invited to be part of the interview stages. And in my case, it's always technical recruiters, but it really doesn't matter. Now, one would say it's not that hard to find a good recruiter, right? But as we will learn throughout this podcast series, it's harder than you might think. So what's the problem? Well, two things, buzzword bingo and a show of interest. Often when I speak to a candidate for a recruiter position, I ask them to pick any position on the careers page. And the only thing I ask them about that one is what would make a great candidate for this position. Now, a few things happen more than I care for. One is that the person starts throwing buzzwords at me. A nice example happened last year where a candidate chose a cloud engineering position with a specialism in one of three languages. And instead of diving into those languages or into the role, the person mentioned, hey, they need to have a DevOps background. Now, unfortunately, DevOps is the most popular buzzword out there at the moment. And it doesn't make sense because DevOps is a mindset, is a philosophy, is an approach. It's not a job. And secondly, it has nothing to do with cloud. While you can use a DevOps mindset or philosophy in cloud, it has nothing to do with the technology as such. The second part is that they often miss the important part of the question. I want a discussion with them. I don't want to hear what the perfect person is because they only have the job description to work from. And as we all know, a job description is just a job description. 
there's more information and you can actually get that from me. And the third part is, and this really annoys me, is that the person relates to the wrong tech. So front end mix up with back end, non-compatible tech and way more issues. So I call it the Java JavaScript issue. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not looking for someone with in-depth technical understanding or an engineering background, but a high level understanding of the position you picked should be normal. And it also frustrates me that so many recruiters don't even know what your company is doing. They don't know what kind of roles are open. And when they ask questions, the only thing that they ask is, what are the KPIs? Now, if you're a recruiter for a new role, my tip is simple. When you apply for a position, do the research. At least know what the company does on a high level and look at the positions they have because often you're being asked to pick a role and tell about it. So pick a few and try to understand what the company is looking for. In my case, I like to look at the silver lining of the positions they have open. Are they hiring mostly for a certain location, which can mean that they're growing in a specific geo? Or are they hiring a lot of leadership, which could mean that they have reached a certain point in scaling and now they need fresh eyes or more experience in that field. You might also see that they are hiring for a certain skill set or team, which tells you about the plans and the direction they have for the future. All of this gives me ammunition so I can ask the right questions, um, I show interest and I have a safer bet on the position that I might choose. I would love to get your insights on this topic. So leave a note, reach out to me, and hey, let's talk about this on the show. Hiring recruiters is not easy, and I would love to get you on the show if you're experienced with this. So let's get this show on the road. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. So as mentioned in this episode, we're talking about sourcing and a little bit of outreach, and it's a beautiful topic. Now, I won't be diving into the deep technical aspects of building Boolean strings, as there are way more capable people than me that can talk about that. But we're gonna discuss everything leading up to building that Boolean string and everything after. So strap in, uh, because this is gonna be packed of good stuff. However, I do have a note. Sourcing is an art, and while it can be and often is a part of the recruiter's tasks, it's a discipline on its own. Sources are not junior recruiters. It's an actual discipline, and it's harder than most people think. So if you partner recruiters and sources well, treat them well, because you are forging a strong team. So this is a short summary of what we'll be talking about. And after each segment, I will give some tips and uh, I will explain what the impact is. The first one is how to use the information you get it from that kickoff call that we talked about last time in a meaningful way so you can start your search. We're also gonna talk about why research is so important before you even start building a Boolean string or reaching out. We're also gonna talk about what to do after you've built your Boolean string, or as I like to say, where am I going to find people, right? Are you just hitting on LinkedIn or are we actually finding other platforms? And now you found some profiles. Let's read instead of scan. I'm gonna get you some tips about 
getting the team involved, share projects and more, and of course the impact of good sourcing. Now I'm going to repeat this uh, almost every episode, but what I'm sharing in this episode is not the source of truth. There are many roads that lead to Rome, but this has proven more than effective for me and the people I've mentored and trained. It's a mix of my experience as an engineer, hiring manager and recruiter. This is also my own view, not that of my company. You're listening to Dubal's Talks with your host, Mark Dubal. If you listened to the last episode, you should have a nice idea on how to get a lot of value from your hiring team. Not just hiring managers, but the entire team. Now, when you and the hiring team have documented what they're looking for, it's time to use that information. The information you gathered about the skill sets they're looking for, the seniority, the location, the projects they're working on, what kind of person they would like to add to the team and what kind of value the person needs to add to the team. This information can be divided in a few sections. One is the Boolean info. So part of the information you gathered can be used to determine your search criteria and thus the Boolean string. Now, if you're not aware of what a Boolean string is, I would advise you to do some research on it. Knowing how to search for people by using a Boolean string will make your sourcing life way easier. Anyways, um, the information you gather in the kickoff call will have some obvious keywords. For example, Angular, React and Redux. These keywords can be used to build a strong Boolean string and enable you to find the right candidates. Now, if you don't build Boolean strings, but use tools like LinkedIn, SeekOut, HireTool, or something like that, you'll be very reliant on these keywords as well. But the results of the search depends on your understanding of the keywords and your use of these keywords. And we're going to talk about this later on, but let's say it's all about relationships. So the second part is outreach info. During the kickoff call, you've learned what the team is doing and maybe more important, what they're going to do in the future. You've learned about how they collaborate, what skill sets they need, what experience they're looking for, what experience they can give you, what the added value for the person will be. This is crucial information for your outreach to the candidates that you find during your sourcing efforts. And the third part is interview info. So the information you received during the kickoff call can also help you during the interview. You can ask candidates more in-depth questions as you learned what the team is working on and looking for. All that information from that kickoff talk can help you in those three stages. And it's super simple. You build a Boolean, you reach out and you interview. You got the information. It's not that hard. We're going to use all this information for our sourcing and outreach efforts. The impact can be huge, your sourcing game will go up, but even more important, the response on your outreach will also go up. The more you understand about what you are looking for, the easier it is to convince people to join you. Finding the right people and sending the right message, that's the key. So before we go on with this one, let me ask you one thing. How often have you been approached for the wrong job or maybe even for the right job, but with a terrible message? I dare to state that everyone listening has an example of both. So my goal for this episode is to help you improve your sourcing game and your outreach so you won't approach the wrong person with the wrong job or even worse with the wrong message. 
As for the message itself, we'll discuss that in a separate episode because that's a topic on its own and it deserves way more time. So what is the impact of grouping the information you gathered from a kickoff call? Well, you have had a good overview of what you're looking for. This might seem a bit simplified, but think about it in this way. If you use the gathered information in the right way, you can build a persona. This persona is basically the perfect candidate profile which will aid you in your search. By grouping the information, you are already setting yourself up for success as you know what to look for, what you can use as information in your outreach, and what you can talk about with your candidate. In short, it creates a very clear picture for you. So my tip is talk to your hiring team if you're not sure about certain skills or demands. You are a partner to them. They can help you and in return, they will get better results, which benefits their trust in you, leading to a better partnership again. It's a cycle. So next up is research. When sourcing for candidates, it's imperative that you understand what you're looking for. This is the stage that impacts your ability to source and how candidates see you when you reach out. If you use the keywords from the kickoff call without understanding what they actually mean or how they interact with the role, I call that using buzzwords. You know that they're interesting, they are appealing, but you have no idea how they tie into each other. It's the Java versus JavaScript is, uh, issue. While they sound alike, they are vastly different. So how do you know what's what? Well, by researching. There are so many tools like Tech Glossary, but also enough websites and books around different technologies. It's Google is one key away, but your engineering team is one call away. If you don't know what the technology is, ask them. A question I often hear is how much do you actually need to know as a recruiter? Well, this is purely personal, but I believe you should know enough about the tech that you know similar tech and the difference between them. The use case, when do you use it? How do you use it? And which tech is it combined or complemented with? For instance, Redux and React, they work perfectly together, but you have to know that. If you don't know that, you might even think that it's one tool or you might not even relate them to each other. And again, I'm mostly talking about tech recruiting because that's my background, but all principles are usable for every discipline. Now, people have told me that it's unfair to expect uh, people to be an ex-engineer as a recruiter. Now, you really don't have to be an ex-engineer or a super specialist in whatever field you recruit for. It's all about understanding what you're talking about. It's about building those relationships. It's about listening. It's about knowing what you're doing. Candidates don't expect you to be an expert. You're a recruiter, but they do expect that you at least know what you're talking about because you are trying to sell them a job. So to illustrate where it goes wrong, we can use a beautiful example. And we mentioned it before it's DevOps. DevOps is a great buzzword. And basically it's the buzzword of buzzwords. And it's where it goes wrong most of the time, even when talking to people in tech. The fun fact is that DevOps is not a job. It's not a stack and it's definitely not a hard skill. It's more of a soft skill. 
Still recruiters, companies, and even some engineers treat it like a job. So what is it then? DevOps is a philosophy, a mindset, a set of principles, a approach. Technically speaking, you cannot be a DevOps engineer unless you are engineering that philosophy, mindset, or set of principles. But often what you will see is that automation engineers are being mentioned as a DevOps engineer. Another misconception is that DevOps is related to cloud technology, which is not the case. DevOps can be implemented almost in every stage. So if you as a recruiter recognize that difference, if you understand that on a high level, you already beaten a lot of recruiters. Now I've used DevOps as an example, but just replace that with any skill you're looking for. Understanding the keywords you need to work with is important. You don't want them to turn into buzzwords. Here are some tips. Use your partnership with the team. When one of my teams changed technologies, I asked them why. The change leader took 30 minutes to explain to me why they were changing the tech and what the impact was. I was able to source for the right people and build stronger outreach messages thanks to that. Google Fool. Use your skills, find the information you need. Sometimes a simple search on a Wikipedia is enough. What I like to do is type the keyword and add verses to the search bar. Google will auto complement the search with some suggestions. Now you know the tech that it competes with. Try and understand how certain tech relates to each other. Sometimes two pieces of tech complement each other or one is succeeding the other. Understanding the relationship between that piece of tech will help you with your sourcing but also with having a decent conversation with people. It can help with outreach. The impact of doing research is huge. Your sourcing game gets better as you understand what you're looking for. Your outreach gets better as you understand what you're talking about. Your partnership with the hiring team gets better as you show effort, understanding and you deliver better candidates. And you will actually like the conversations with the candidates and hiring teams as you understand what they're talking about. Now, one last tip that I don't want to withhold. And this is how I learned quite some stuff about technology when I just started out as, an, uh, as a recruiter. Because, hey, I might have been an engineer, but that doesn't mean I understand every piece of tech. If a candidate mentions a piece of relevant tech that you don't know about, let them explain what they did with it, how they used it. It doesn't only show interest, but you learn from it as well and the candidate can showcase their knowledge. It's a win-win. So now you have the right info, you did the research and you have built your Boolean string or compiled your keywords list for a tool. So what now? Well, it's time to think out of the box. This is short but sweet. A lot of recruiters still heavily rely on LinkedIn. And while there's quite some talent on LinkedIn, I'll share you a short story that shows you how much of talent you're missing if you're not tapping the other platforms. Back in the days when I was an engineer, I got spammed by recruiters on LinkedIn. My whole team got spammed. My friends, my colleagues, every engineer that I knew from my company, other companies. And basically the majority of all engineers get spammed on LinkedIn. Why? There are so many recruiters looking for good engineers that they will send you a message and often it's what I like to call spray and pray. One message, one template, reaching 50 engineers, let's hope someone bites. So what happens when you get spammed? 
you either don't respond to the emails or you leave the platform. And the latter is happening more and more. And while LinkedIn took some action by allowing to block emails, a lot of engineers still left the platform. So if they left, where are they? How do you find them? Well, I can explain to you which platforms are available and you probably know the bigger ones like Stack Overflow and GitHub, maybe even Reddit. But instead of going through the list, let's approach it in a different way. Imagine the following. You're a software engineer and you're new to the field. You just decided what your specialism will be and now you need to learn the additional tech and the processes and the mindset. So what do you do to find that out? You just start doing everything and see how it works? Not really. Chances are big you're gonna find help. Friends and colleagues are the first option. But soon you will land at Google, Bing or whatever search engine you use. And there you go. You type in the keywords and the results pop up. So what will pop up? Wikipedia. While nice to read, it's not really useful for recruiters. Reddit, now it gets interesting. Reddit is a community, so if you're looking for answers, you'll find people that are experienced. And those people are the ones you want to source. So if you think about, I want to ask a question, I want to have an answer, ask the question. Find the people that gave the answer. Those are the ones that you might want to have. YouTube, Twitch, wonderful. A bit harder to source. But by being creative, you can actually find amazing engineers that share their experiences online. One of my best hires was found on Twitch as he streamed his SRE challenges and ideas. And think about all those event speakers whose content is shared over there. Try and put yourself in the mind of that person. Type in what you would like to know and you will actually find speakers around it. They have networks. Try to find them. And of course, there are so many forums, platforms, and events. Looking for a cloud specialist, for instance, check out the meetups and events that go into cloud technologies. Check who's registered and voila, you have a list of prospects. So there is no real secret to finding amazing talent, but this kind of comes close. Whatever you're looking for, try to think, what would I do in their place if I wanted to learn more or share my knowledge? and that will lead you to the right places to find people. So don't limit yourself to one platform. You will be missing out. So what did all of this get us? Well, an amazing amount of information, valuable information that we can use for sourcing and screening and outreach and interviewing. Check out the next episode because we'll be using what we've discussed today in our sourcing efforts and outreach. For some final notes, as with all the things that I say, and I will repeat it more than once, is build a foundation, build your first steps. Don't rush into sourcing, rush into building a document or something that you can use, a persona, anything that makes sense for you before you start sourcing and before you start reaching out. Invest effort. Show the candidates that you actually care about what you're doing, that you care about them. Don't just use some buzzwords. Understand what they are. This is probably the biggest thing that people have about outreach and about sourcing. 
if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just pasting words together, you're not gonna find the right people. And you're just guessing. So on that note, leave a comment or review. Reach out to me via markdobel.com or via LinkedIn. As promised, next week we'll be talking about outreach. We're gonna use all that valuable and beautiful information that we gathered right now. And I will promise you that it's gonna be a nice one. We're gonna talk about how personal outreach really trumps anything else. And sending out 50 messages and spray and pray will never deliver you the results that one perfect crafted message can bring you. So have an amazing week, stay well, and we'll talk next week. You're listening to Dubal's Talks with your host, Mark Dubal.